0: Mean that doesn't happen to everyone? <laughs> uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about some strange experiences that we have each had um, separate from each other and kind of share a little bit of what that has been like. I am having surgery in a week, so hopefully I'll record one more episode before then and then be back like normal to record again the following week, so we shouldn't miss any episodes. Um, I'm hoping that in the one or both of the next two episodes to hear from some new voices. Um, so if you feel like being on the podcast, send me a message. We would love to talk to you. It's a lot of fun. We have a good time. As always, I'm Melissa Marsh. This is Rough Draft. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes. Hallelujah.
1: I do not know what happened. Hopefully it doesn't happen again.
0: I just always am the ghost. Could you hear me before?
1: Yeah, but then it just kept cutting out. And it was just gone.
0: That's so weird. We'll see if Delaney connects too. You both connected. I could see you. I couldn't hear anything from you at all. Like it was just silent.
1: Oh, we talked for a second. I thought I heard you at first, and then
0: then you were gone. I'm always the ghost.
1: And then it was gone, but it wasn't connected for very long, so we all got kicked well,
0: out. Well, I exited out of it when, like, after oh, okay. a few seconds, if I was talking and, like, nothing was happening. It usually plays music, then it stopped playing music, then it made the noise like you came in, and I said hello, and then nothing. It was just silent on my side.
1: Oh, I heard you say hello. That's so weird. Yeah.
0: Very, very weird. Well, I did an update on the app. Wonderful. I've i restarted my phone.
1: <laughs> Every time it happened, I had just said happy Saturday. So I think,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
1: I guess it's not a happy Saturday.
0: It feels like a happy Saturday to me. Me too, but uh,
1: maybe, maybe not. Maybe the world knows something we don't.
0: Well, listen, I don't want any more, like, surprises about the world knowing things we don't that make it unhappy.
1: True. Well, I'm at the beach in my backyard. I know, I should have just come
0: over. I had to record. (laughs) I told you. I know, but I was trying to do Sophia I was trying to cut the grass, but I flooded the engine of the lawnmower instead. Why were you cutting the grass? Um, because I made Tyler let me cut the grass. I love to cut the front yard. It takes me like twenty minutes, but it when it's, it's super fine, hot right? out, it's like a good workout actually. Yeah. And I just like it. Um, yeah. and I get my steps in. It makes Ooh, me stay. sweaty. Yeah. But he likes to cut the grass, so I made him compromise with me. I said, because I do all the chores I don't like, I'm allowed to pick one I do like, and that's one I do (laughs) like. But I don't like cutting the backyard because it's big and messy and he's particular. So I was like, you can cut the backyard. You can do it however you want. But then the lawnmower, um, I was an irresponsible lawnmower owner, and I didn't. Oh, he's here.
2: Sorry, we're called. In the middle
0: <laughs> of course they how did. dare they <laughs> um i didn't we don't have a button so i'm talking about my lawnmower i don't have a button it's like a it's an easy start you just like hold the handle but i didn't clean it out last time underneath so it was clogged with grass and so then i was trying to clean it but like i tipped it the wrong way so then i flooded the engine so i maybe broke it oh, So <laughs> i didn't know that was the thing good thing i don't cut the grass uh,
1: more often
0: yeah I didn't assume that it was like a big deal because when Desi used to cut my grass, we would tip it afterwards and like rinse it out. But like, I don't know. Maybe we tipped it the other way. I don't know. I don't know. I ruined it. Good job.
2: I have an electric mower.
0: (laughs) There's a reason for that.
2: Yep. Oh boy. environment being one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's at at least. Um. Yeah. So, how are you, Delaney? Uh.
1: <laughs> Summer has begun, eh? Um, this
2: is this is a week where <laughs> let's see. Um, there's there's many situations in my life that I can have to beat around the bush. To explain that I can maybe talk about one of them in like a month and then another one I can talk about maybe in six months, <laughs> but yeah, the, the one I can talk about in six months is personal <laughs> personally related <laughs> <laughs> and, and it proves Melissa's a witch
0: <laughs> I, I sorry no, Man, I'm not, not sorry at all, but you
2: know no i'm I'm not either, but mm-hmm. it's it, it's an ongoing conversation.
0: I'm just gonna say that this is um, like a public record now mm-hmm. that I called it. So whatever happens, right or wrong, yeah, we can look back to this moment recorded yep. in history. Yeah, and we can
2: either
1: and... say thank you or what a jerk you are.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Cool. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's praise in the future.
0: <laughs> so do I. So do I. But yeah. you know, we'll see. 2020
1: we'll see. could use some good things, dang it.
2: I, like I said, like I <laughs> said this week, of like I need a win. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Give us a win here.
2: Yeah, and then the other one, which I can maybe talk about in a month from now, is business related, but I can't talk about it. And then all of these things, all these things, were happening in the middle of a week where I had to fire a friend of mine, and oh. also. Like, Tip of my pinky off <laughs> ah! with a with a with a fruit slicer. Oh, oh
0: that's a nightmare. Or
2: peeler. Peeler. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. at,
0: it mm-hmm. was at
2: five thirty at night.
0: <laughs> oh no,
1: <laughs> that's ruined my day.
2: <sighs>
1: uh, are you okay? Yeah. With, with
2: I'm you? better now. It it stopped bleeding. It's it's good. It still hurts like <laughs> hell.
0: <laughs> oh, I bet. Ugh. Yeah, Dang. I've
2: re-rebandaged re- it <laughs> twice Ugh. in 24 hours. It's great.
0: That's <laughs> okay. Well, that's enough yeah. of that. Like no more, no yeah. more bad luck. This I is know. this is. I don't even. It's not even funny, but it's just so. It's to the point for me where like, and you, you guys both know this, and like we've talked about this before. Like I had a string of really bad luck. Mm-hmm. starting like january 2nd 2018 and i was like no i ha- like was geared up for like- and then i got into a car accident that like permanently injured my neck which i have not enough proof no settlement no hope <laughs> i then had a possum come through my wall while i was high on valium to treat my neck injury <laughs> um and just hang out in my kitchen that for half was an hour pretty great <laughs> and like for just, me anyway <laughs> after that like things just kept happening that were so bizarre And at the end of last year i was like you know what like i'm gonna approach 2020 with like a positive attitude even though things have been super hard and what the fuck is this
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, what what
2: yeah it's this is bizarre. This is, it's the span of a week <laughs> like, <laughs> like all this is happening and it's just at the point where like oh we can kind of open up the bar a bit and, mm-hmm. and 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 we're still getting in fights with customers I, uh, uh,
0: and it's, it's only just begun guys i know well yeah and you know we've talked about this before but like people are split like pretty down the middle as to whether or not they're still taking this seriously yeah and um you know there are there are people who still think this is a hoax which is you know whatever i can't even i can't (laughs) comment on that i'm going
2: to murder them
0: (laughs) (laughs) but in positive news pertaining to covid um you know they did start treating severe symptoms with a steroid that seems to be working right that's, Wonderful. so it won't stop you from getting it and it won't cure you from having it but the symptoms that are like the most dangerous it seems to really it makes it less fatal so right that's promising um, also mm-hmm. if anyone hasn't had the pleasure of having a covid test i can now speak from personal experience because i had to get tested yesterday
2: hey, my dad had one He Um, had one when he was in the home. Listen. Yeah. So the. He explained it to me. I was like, oh.
0: (laughs) I have anxiety about like medical procedures, period. Like or anything like even a tattoo or piercing like that I'm choosing to do. I get super anxious right before. And then, you know, we go through it. It's done. Everything is fine. Um, I was super anxious. And the lady who did it for me was super nice. It was at a drive up facility, but I did have to drive to Glen Burnie to a Mercy Hospital facility because that's where my surgery is. Mm. And they were like, the only way to ensure that you get your results in time to not get your surgery canceled is to come here. Jeez. So it was fine. The weather was nice. Like Tyler drove me. It was totally fine. We pull up, the lady's super nice. She's like, okay, well, you know, patients compare to feeling like you get water up your nose. I have to go up each nostril, like put your head back. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. She starts. I'm like, this isn't so bad. Then I'm like, wow, this really does feel like water up your nose. Ow, that really stings. My eyes start watering. She does the other side. She goes, can I do the other side? I was like, yeah, just freaking get it over with. Like, it's not that painful. Mm-hmm. It, it is uncomfortable, but it's not that painful. Afterward, The headache that I had for two hours, I was like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) Yeah, and then I read, like, this story of this woman who, I guess, had it, and it hurt hurt her head so bad she passed out. I was like, "Well, I don't know. It wasn't that bad, but it was not – it wasn't cute. Like, it was – it's it's super short if you like think you might have it and you have a good reason for finding out if you have it like if you know you have family you want to isolate from it's worth it but like probably Mm -hmm. pop a Tylenol afterward because yeah I had a headache for two hours oh (laughs) and probably that doesn't happen to everyone but I have allergies so my like nasal passages are already kind of like pissed off because you know, everything's mm-hmm. blooming extra this year because people are um inside and the earth is yeah. coming back to life.
2: <laughs> the nature is healing.
0: <laughs> so the pollen is a little overwhelming over here.
2: Yeah. It's 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 gross. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what about you, Britt? Anything happened to you this week?
1: <clears throat> um did it? Well, I bought a pool that was supposed to be here on Monday. It is now Saturday with no sign of the pool in sight and no (laughs) check-in since June 9th, which means somebody probably... Sands pool. somebody probably stole my pool because they're going like hotcakes and they probably made a million dollars on it because they resold it. (laughs) (laughs) But I have a little beach in my yard, so it's fine. Uh, Nothing... Fun that I can remember. I don't sleep much because my kid doesn't sleep. You know the usual day in day out Mm -hmm. stuff. Nothing extraordinary.
0: Yeah. No. Nothing like like, nothing major really happened this week. We had a pretty low key week. Yeah. I don't. It was rainy and.
2: Oh, what's that like?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's really bizarre.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I mean every time I drive I almost get into a fight with someone, but that's, yeah, that's also typical. So. typical
2: <laughs> June June bug bullshit.
1: Yep. Other than that, we're good for now. Good. Good.
2: I'm I'm glad we've got that out, yeah. out there. <laughs>
1: now today something horrible is gonna happen.
2: Please no. Know.
0: See, but, like, I feel like most of these things, I don't want to say they're not, like, horrible, like, the things that are stressful, but they're not, like, complete tragedies. They're just super inconvenient or stressful. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah. like, you can only complain so much before you're, like, well, at least this, that, and the other. But then they just keep coming, and you're, like, okay, but can I actually complain for a little while because the list of minor inconveniences is long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think I just get used to it. I'm like, oh, that's just...
0: Doesn't everyone's life do that?
1: (laughs) Isn't there always something going wrong in your life? That's normal, right? That's
0: something that Josh says to us all the time, like, if we go out in public or we're together, something weird always happens. And I think you and I don't think of it as super weird, but then you talk to other people, like, and I feel like probably Delaney, the same for you. Like, stuff happens to you that to you, you're like, yeah, that's just what life is like. And then you tell other people, and they're like, I've never experienced anything <laughs> like that in my life. And you're like, <laughs> um, so I figured we could kind of continue in that vein until more of our weird, un- unbelievable or like strange stories that we have from growing up because I feel like sometimes when I meet new people I say oh yeah like oh one time this happened or one time this. Tyler and I have been together three years now and I still will tell him stuff and he goes what? <laughs> <laughs> like that happened to you in your life? I'm like yeah, yeah that happened to me in my life. Hasn't that happened to
1: you? Hasn't that happened to everyone?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So
2: oh, uh, there's the <laughs> i I thought about a story that's from college when I was dating someone, and it's one of those things that's super like spiritual
0: <laughs> okay,
2: <laughs> and also like. I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't believe that it happened, but she confirmed it. And I'm like, huh. Fascinating. (laughs)
0: Um, So hit us
1: with it. Yeah. Now do tell.
2: So so, in college, um, there was this girl I was dating. Very, very Catholic, (laughs) very, (laughs) very Catholic. Um, and like all good Catholics sometimes they want to dab in paganism. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right. So uh, yep. <laughs> and we we have a few drinks and in Fredericksburg super historic um Lots of battles were fought there. Um, it's also like the birthplace of George Washington's mom. Like there was a there was a lot of history in this little town. Mm-hmm. It's also like one of the known haunted slash demonic <laughs> cities in the U.S.
0: Perfect.
2: Yes, it's great. This is gonna be good. Uh huh. So. Barry washington's on on this hill and on it flows down into the the town is kind of like i would say like 50 meters in height difference from where the top of the hill is to the bottom and in the town is this kind of meeting area but there's like a statue there and i don't really know what the statue is for, but it's definitely of (laughs) religious significance. (laughs) And but it also has, like, Masonic symbols on it. Okay. You know? Yeah. And so one day we go down there and I start talking about, like, me drawing symbols and and all the things that I do all the time and that interacts with my synesthesia and things like that. So this is about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs>
1: all good things happen at this and time. We-
2: uh-huh. Yeah. So we walk down to the statue and we're just walking around town because like, we've had a few drinks and we're just kind of we have a night off and we're not tired and we want to get away from our roommates <laughs> because we don't want to <laughs> be around them <laughs> in, in No college. one
0: understands that more than me.
2: <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I have another story about, about that. Um, anyway. So all of a sudden we're, We're near, we're in this courtyard and there's a statue and there's no one around. And I start getting this tingling feeling on the back of my neck. And I had my, what is basically my spell book in my back pocket. And I start like flipping through. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And this wave of, white light just kind of goes over me and I think I thought it was like a helicopter or something and she, I'm like are you okay she, she's like yeah what was that and then all of a sudden I pass out in the middle of the oh, courtyard <laughs> yeah and I'm like and and then like five minutes later she's like "Get me like are you okay? Are you okay? I'm, I'm like... Yeah, I... F- why is my hand burning? And and why do I feel, like, light? Lighter than air type thing? And she's like, I didn't want to say it, but it looked like you were holding a sword.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: She... She saw, from what she described, she's like, it looks like you were floating and you had a sword in your hand Oh, for a minute. And then it all dissipated and you passed out. I was like, what?
1: (laughs) All right, then. Yep.
0: Yep.
2: (laughs) And then I was like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way that like I just thought that was like hallucinating like I was drunk or hallucinating hallucin- yeah. hallucinating and and I go we we were like that was weird and we go back and I was like should we tell people that happened and he's like no <laughs> no not at all and then like we, we go back like a month later, and this is at like seven o'clock at night or something, and we start <clears throat> talk- talking to people like we're we're in the cafe, and like that's right around the corner. We're like, has anything ever weird happened in this area and the um barista was like. Yeah, sometimes people see like white lights. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> this is fucking weird." <laughs> and, 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 and like, I don't. I still to this day, it's it's one of those. It's an experience I've only other ever encountered one other time, and it was with a different person, and it was on the beach in Ocean City, and I'm like, I don't understand why. I keep being seen with a sword.
0: Interesting. <laughs> it's,
2: it's nuts. That kind of stuff
0: always makes me wonder about like past life stuff or like reincarnation mm-hmm. or because I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't know where I like fall on that. I'm sure that it's possible. And I feel <clears> like <throat> right. sometimes I'm even more sure. But mm-hmm. then the part of me that's, like, really science-minded is, like, but how? But why? <laughs> you know? And I don't know. That kind of stuff, like, there's no good explanation for it.
2: Right. Yeah. It's just molecules reinventing yeah, themselves. It's
0: weird. Super that's, weird. Yeah. You mean that doesn't happen to everybody? Yeah. That kind of stuff doesn't happen to everybody? I have a story. I have no. a story like that that involves somebody <laughs> else seeing something I couldn't see, so... I just oh. I just assume oh, yeah. that's that normal. Um so this was this was high school and mm. I was dating this guy from my church and <laughs> living at home with my mom.
2: I sense a theme. <laughs>
0: you know, I think that there's something about people like us that um People like that are like, I'm very intrigued. I either want to save you or kill you. And I'm not sure which one it is.
2: Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm really drawn mm-hmm. to this weirdness mm-hmm. about you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, mm-hmm. I, so mm-hmm. I
0: was at home with my mom and we got into a fight because high school. And I left and I went for a walk because I didn't have a license at the time, even though I was like 16 or 17 and I went for a walk. I was like super upset. And I walked down the street to this restaurant that had been there my whole life, but it had just recently, um, like sold or gone out of business. So it was empty, but there was a Mm -hmm. payphone for all of you who don't know what that is. That's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I walked around the back of the building to the payphone, and I called my boyfriend because I was upset about my mom and like, just, I was just upset and I wanted to leave. And so I called him and we're talking on the phone and I'm starting to feel better, you know, and it starts to get dark, which it's not that big of a deal. It was like summertime. It's probably, like, mm-hmm. 8.30. It's not dark, dark. It's just, like, getting dark. But we lived behind Worcester Prep School, like, and there were no street lights on the road that we lived on. So, yep. I was like, man, now I have to walk home in, like, the dark, dark. <laughs> and I look over, and all of a sudden, I just get this, like, really uncomfortable feeling. And I look over. So, like, this restaurant's up against a highway. And mm. from, like, the street in downtown Berlin, like, you couldn't have seen me. But from the highway, you could, like there was a light in the back of the parking lot that was on over this payphone. So I look over to the highway and there's this car coming and it like slows down and I immediately like, you know that feeling of just like dread where you're like, oh no. And they like turn. It's like just that cold, like something bad is going to happen. And I think part of it too, like, is also being a young girl, like alone. That's kind of like Mm -hmm. bred into you to like be afraid of strangers, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're young and small. <clears throat> I'm five foot three, like on a good day, you know, like <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm scrappy, but I don't have a lot of reach. So, <laughs> um, they this car pulls, like they turn, like on this side turn, and they come around the restaurant. And I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. I'm gonna die. So I'm on the phone, and I tell my boyfriend i'm like okay like this car just pulled into this parking lot i'm a little nervous like i tell him what kind of car it is and i turn my back on the car like not like i'm thinking okay i just won't pay attention maybe they just want to use the phone like maybe they'll just leave yeah how stupid am i so they roll down the window and they're like hey 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 and it's this man's voice and i'm like oh god and i just ignore it ignore it and the guy goes hey come come over here come get in this car Come for a ride. Come for a ride with us. I was oh. like, "No, thank you." And I hear the guy who had been yelling at me say to the other guy, "Just, just get out. Like, just go over there." And I was like, "This is it. This is where I get kidnapped and die. They're never gonna find my body. Like, <laughs>
2: this is where I get murdered." And was, <laughs> so
0: my boyfriend's like, "Do you want me to call the police? Like, what do you want me to do?" And they, you know, they're just like, "Well." just come for a ride, just come for a ride, just come for a ride. I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know. He goes, I'm going to tell my mom, like, should I call the cops? I'm like, I guess, like, I don't know what to do. I'm starting to get like really upset. And I like have this sensation. Just close Mm -hmm. your eyes. Don't look, close your eyes. And I hear the car door open and I hear somebody starting to walk across the parking lot and I'm just like, okay, like what else is going to happen? Like I might as well close my eyes. I'm going to die anyway. So I close my eyes, and I just at this point I'm like praying hysterically, like and all of a sudden, the footsteps stop, and the guy who I guess was walking towards me goes, "Whoa, what is that? What is that?" And the other guy goes, "What the fuck is that? What is that? Get in the car, get back in the car." And then the guy gets in the car, and they like speed out of the parking lot, and that was that. The end) <clears throat>
2: Hmm. Mm. I don't know. I I, don't, I know what that was. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Uh so
0: that doesn't happen to everybody? Like what? I don't I don't no, know.
2: That doesn't happen to everyone. <laughs> At all. <Sorry.
0: laughs> yep. That was a good time.
2: Yeah. I don't Ugh. know. <laughs>
0: Um, I think it's interesting, though, you were talking about in your story, the Mason symbols. Mm -hmm. Because the house that Brittany and I went to, that we wanted to go in, but then we didn't. And we were like, oh, it's creepy. It's covered in Mason symbols. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Yeah, those come up a lot in my life. And I don't force it upon myself. They just end up there.
0: (laughs) I'm curious. I want to do some research. It's hard to find anything out, though. They're pretty secretive. Right.
2: That is true. <laughs> because they're the masons. I mean <laughs> What do they do? <laughs> Just keep you showing up. They're going And
0: basically how that gonna... goes, they're like, oh, um originally we built stuff. But that's it. Like originally mm-hmm. we built stuff. Now we, we used to build stuff. That's it. Yeah. It's, I think it's mm-hmm. cool. I don't know. Uh all right, yeah. Brett, what about you? Oh no. What you got?
1: Um. I okay. Well, we're on different. Like, how do I say it? We believe different things.
0: That's fine. Yeah, but
1: I don't have necessary. Mine's a long. My life is weird. (laughs) Um, It's true. uh, That's okay. I mean, I guess you're
2: allowed to have a weird life. There's
1: moments for sure where. I would say that for me, my belief would be that um, God saved me for sure. I, When I was 18, I went away to this program after I graduated high school, which was supposed to be like a discipleship school
0: and safe and like at a church. It's a nine-month intensive <laughs> discipleship training program. It's a nine-month <laughs> intensive discipleship tra- training yeah. program. That's the that's the tag so, That's the tagline. When somebody's like, "Oh my God, what's the thing that you're doing?" Like, it's a nine month intensive discipleship training program. I very rarely don't
1: say that because it's, it, it's so ingrained in my head.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Disciple school. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it turned out to be a little bit of like a cult situation. A little bit. <laughs> um, a little bit. Um, yeah. So like there, it's. It's still interesting. I'm now 32. So I went in when I was 18. Um, mm-hmm. I was quiet about it for, I don't know, a good five, six years. Like nobody. Well, and you were
0: there for two years.
1: I was there for two, yeah. Um, well, I was definitely quiet then. I didn't really talk to anyone then. But um, I didn't realize what had gone on until a couple of years later when I was at home i made it back to maryland safe <laughs> <laughs> and i was home and i was actually with melissa and we were watching part of like um a documentary of like religious cults <laughs> mm-hmm. and i was like oh wow this looks familiar i was in one of these
0: mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was like
1: one of the first times that I realized what I had been through and why my life was so, I mean, I didn't like, I had such anxiety. I'm very much a people person, but for a couple of years there I was not and crowds gave me anxiety and people in general. And I just like, I didn't sleep Mm -hmm. well for years when I came like, it's still I'm 12 years Oh fourteen years away from it. How many years? Yeah. Twelve years out of it. Yeah. Um, and I still it's not something that like I fully understand even now. And like the hard thing is that when you go into a program like you're young and I was young and trusting. I had a bad relationship with my dad at the time. I wasn't, you know, like uh-huh. it was really just Seeking. And that's how these young people end uh-huh. up in situations like this because you're just a little lost. You're young. You're hopeful, and you're fresh out of high school. You know you're, and you trust um, the wrong people. And I didn't grow up in church, so like I didn't have a solid background of like
0: I don't know of
2: the faith. <laughs>
0: and also, uh, and like. To be fair to that, like other, so this program is like countrywide, but they're different, like installations of the program. So, like, we had friends who went through like local chapters of this program, not with this same experience. Really? Yeah. But they are, yeah, they're run by. um,
2: Are they still in the cult?
0: (laughs) No, actually, no. Like, some of them, one of my good friends actually had gone to like a local chapter and his experience was really good. If you like, it's like going to Bible college in that regard. Like you Mm -hmm. study, you study that religion and then you can, if you take the program long enough, can get ordained like in the denomination that we were. And the, (laughs) what's what's your
2: doctorate in
0: Corinthians? (laughs) (laughs) And like, you could, you could then pastor a church under like the leadership of that denomination. Also, a lot of the programs are really focused on, like, community ministry and, like, community aid. And so, like, right. we had friends so, like, who had, had these great experiences. However... Like, any um
1: program where people are involved and there's always a chance that someone is going to let the power or the leadership or whatever yep. go to their head. And it mm-hmm. becomes what it's mm-hmm. not supposed to be. So, I go into it, like, very... Willing and excited and um, now I look back and I'm like, oh, they're still like, it's tough because I don't talk to a lot of people who I was there with and they're, it's like a huge, um, I've never been super vocal about it because I don't want to be put in a situation where it's like well that's not true that never happened or it's just (laughs) it's it's weird there's things that I don't remember and then there's things I remember I'm like there's no chance that that like actually happened so you're kind of like in the the one that I had gone to like um you're secluded from your family like you're encouraged not to talk to anyone from home um like and this was cell phones work. That doesn't
2: seem culty at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> no, not I mean they like give it to you in the light of like it's your chance to like grow and connect with God and blah blah blah. So like <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I didn't talk
2: to... I'm getting midsummer vibes and <laughs> <mix. laughs> uh-huh. I didn't
1: talk to my family really or friends or like I I uh, I don't even know how many times I like talked to my mom. I went on there And I had to pay my tuition myself, but I didn't have, like, money for food. And, like, it's there's just so much to unpack. But in those two Um, years there. There was also, like, an initiation in the woods. (laughs) Right? So, like, within our, like, first (laughs) week of being there. And, like, I, my mom couldn't take me. They, The way I ended up going was that these really wonderful people who I still adore and, like, who, you know, were just as lost or whatever as i was who still mean the world to me like bought a plane ticket for me to go uh-huh. so i get down there and i have no family i've known nothing on like orientation day i'm in by myself i don't know anyone but that makes you perfect to be selected as yep. a favorite
0: yep <laughs>
1: uh-huh. um so within that like week there's first year second year third years and there were many times where like we'd be woken up in the middle of the night and like been told to just get in the car. So we all show up at the dorms in like the middle of the night, whatever, or at the church from our dorms, which were like at that point, like 20, 30 minutes away, but it's the middle of the night, you know, and no one's talking. They just say, get in the car. And so we get there, we go to the church, it's pitch black. No one's telling us what's going on. And then one by one, they take you out of the room and they drive you to this other part of town. I don't know how far we were. It probably it wasn't that far. Um, but the person in the car is like just reciting this scripture to you, and they're not talking to you. And then you get out of the car, and they're like walk down this hill. So then you walk down this hill and there is a fire in the middle of this circle of people in black hoodies and they're like not facing you. And then you walk into the circle and then they all turn around and they like recite scripture to you and all this stuff. And then they tell you to go get back in the car and then you get back in the car and you go back to the church. And I don't even know, (laughs) like, just some things like that where um <laughs> like i guess that's not normal like there was you mean that just... no, you mean no that just to everybody <laughs> just but the wonderful thing in this time is for myself i did through that i learned a lot about how to i guess discern with people and i'm very skeptical of people now obviously but i like yes my my last year there like uh i just kept feeling like i was being pulled away from it like that god was like damn this isn't quite the right thing for you like i didn't understand because i was fully emerged i was very close to uh the man who led it and
0: Mm
1: -hmm. things that you know i still don't know what could have happened with you know there's just a lot and mm-hmm. um, the that last couple of months I just felt like God was saying no something's not right here and I was supposed to follow them to Kansas City and live with them him and his wife and their kids and go to it's called the International House of Prayer um, uh. yeah, <laughs> in Kansas City <laughs> I, yes. So, um, and I just kept feeling like, like things weren't working, doors were shutting and I was like something, I was all gung ho at first. And then right before I came home, I was like, just, I just kept feeling like, well, actually I kept seeing my husband, my now husband, like he would just, I would imagine him at the church and they were very against
0: him him. entirely.
1: (laughs) Him. Um, there was someone else who was interested in, like, "quote unquote," courting me or so they were me or... they were grooming you for him, and he was older than you. I mean, he wasn't like ew. much older. <laughs> he wasn't like fifty. He was like a few
0: years older, but yeah, yeah but, at 18, but
2: still ew. Yeah, ew. So
0: I would keep ew. It. <laughs> Look, I, it's not the age part. Everybody knows that about me. It's the grooming part. So yeah. I caught wind of
1: what was happening and I was like, oh no, this is no, like no chance am I, no, 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 no. This is, he is not for, have feelings for someone at home. I hadn't talked to my husband the entire two years that I was gone and he kind of just kept appearing and I was like, something is drawing me home. And like that at the time for me, I was like, that's what God is using to kind of open my eyes and be like. I have something else for you something else is going on so that seeing him everywhere I looked like literally I remember being in the sanctuary and I literally thought that I saw him standing in the back pulled me back home and when I was able to come home that summer and there was distance and space and I kind of stopped calling Um, I could see kind of what was going on just felt like the Lord was like this isn't this isn't what it's supposed to be. This isn't for you. you don't go. So I ended up saying I'm not going that caused a huge fallout and a huge, like, yeah, it was not good. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: here I am, however many years later and very thankful that I, for me, I do believe that God was saying that wasn't for you and like kept me safe for
0: Sure um well I think it's also cool that like what you didn't know at the time was that Josh who is her husband now was talking to me like about you yeah the whole time like really worried really invested really missing her Mm -hmm. you know and like actively praying about it and I think it's funny because we we do believe different things in terms of like what to call that spiritual force or like the yeah. way that we operate but at the end of the day like there's a clear spiritual like eventness in all of our lives that are similar and also mm-hmm. like that discernment of like that feeling of like dread when something bad is happening and also that impulse to like make a a not an unpredictable move but like kind of unpredictable in a moment where I have a feeling that this is what I'm supposed to do and it doesn't make a lot of sense, but ultimately it turns out like it probably saved your life. I mean, it for right. sure did
1: because I was not going to come home that summer at all. And I knew, and I have like told my family this now, but I I was okay with never seeing them again. Like I just knew that after I left Atlanta and went to Kansas City, like I was like, I'm never going to see them again. I'm never going to talk to them again. And that's like, I was okay with that at some point in time. And then I was supposed to stay there that summer and just things kept falling through. And when I came home, um, like things weren't great with like my mom or whatever, or even my sister. Like I hadn't talked to these people in years, but Josh Mm -hmm. and I had reconnected like against my will. I I tried everything and like, that being away and clearing my head and like coming back home, there's definitely something to like coming back home for me that, and I think that's why Melissa's always like, I want to get out of here. And I think for me, I'm like connected to this place because it literally did save my life. And Mm -hmm. I'm definitely a different person. I still believe in God and I still have my faith. And that was something I held on to during the entire time. But I've seen a lot of, uh, what these kids go through or young people or lost people or whatever can be put into. And nobody knows. And like, the sad thing is, and I've told Melissa this for years. I'm like, I don't know how to approach the subject with like the church because after these, that year and stuff was being found out about the people leading it, like they were just kind of not in charge of it anymore, but, um, they're still in the area now and they're in charge, they're involved, in another ministry and like the church just kind of brushed over nobody checked on all of us kids to be like are you okay because what you (laughs) went through isn't normal and we all just have kind of had to like we don't no one really talks about it we don't really talk to each other there was years it's a
2: sleeper cell
1: yeah it's Yeah. it's just sad because it's like nobody has addressed the people that were hurt and damaged and like and I know that a lot of this stuff happens in churches and churches get like a bad rap and like, you know, then mm-hmm. there's reason, you know, there are people who abuse and manipulate the system and their position.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. and that happens in like virtually any power structure, yeah. like churches, schools, yeah. colleges,
2: restaurants, yeah.
0: restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's just weird, but I yeah, am so those are the things that I'm like,
1: I'm lucky I got out, you know, and I have done my best to speak about it in ways that like been open to people and if they need to talk like they know they could address me i ha- I still have' yet to figure out how to talk about it more and be more of an advocate for people and also make people like. I think that justice is important and you know you shouldn't be able to do these things and then continue to do them just in a different aspect. And I think that relates to what is going on now too.
2: Yeah. A hundred percent.
1: So yeah. That's the <laughs> so you mean that you mean that doesn't happen to everybody? Yeah, everyone gets accidentally in a cult. <laughs> Dang! Yep. Here I was thinking it was normal.
2: I mean, I mean, I did theater for three years, so. <laughs> That's
0: kind I of like see. a cult.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just like a different I, avenue, but still.
2: <laughs> actually, more like five years, but still. Yep. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it's true. It's true. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But I
1: definitely throughout that time, and like Melissa said, like I, definitely felt that pull and that spiritual pull for me, I would say God and just say like, I'm so thankful for that and being able to discern and not just discern, but to follow through because it is scary when you're going against what like a whole bunch of people are telling you is right. And you're like, no, it's not. And like, people don't understand you and they, you know, and I think that
0: it is tough to make that decision, but to trust yourself you gotta do it well i think like a good example of that is like when we were adventuring and we like went to that house yeah we could have died like, okay so there's like, anxiety about <laughs> but we like didn't. going like going into that church and exploring that church there was like anxiety but there's it's like adrenaline and kind of a positive or like i it i would say a lot
1: fun.
0: yeah it, that's like a fun feeling and i say a lot like i'm impulsive but my anxiety kind of keeps me in check right you know like big time because I will imagine a million bad things that could go wrong and I don't always want to take the risk but this other house was like (laughs) a totally different vibe yeah you know and like you have to you have to give that some credit like I I for sure think that like that feeling Mm -hmm. has saved me on more than one occasion absolutely
1: I feel like even when we were younger you know being put in situations where I'm like Things could, And Melissa and I have talked about this too, like, growing up. I'm like, things for other people could have been so different. And, like, we're so lucky. Or that we, like, had each other to listen to these feelings. But, like, there's something to it for
0: sure. Mm-hmm. You know? And when people talk about, like, women's intuition, mother's intuition. I think that everybody, like, has the capacity yeah. for that, obviously. It's just a matter of, nah. like, whether you're going to talk yourself out of it or not. Like, right. how often would you... Are, are you in a situation where you're like, oh, I kind of have a bad feeling, but everybody around you is fine. So you go, I'm just being anxious. I'm just being overreactive. I mean, in high I'm school, just being sensitive. I,
2: I do the Dr. Strange thing. It's like, oh, uh, I saw 14 million possibilities and I only survived one of them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Good luck.
1: <laughs> I mean, even in like high school, I'm like, geez, like, you know, it was 15 years ago, but I'm like, there were situations where like, it should not have ended like it did. Like, I'm mm-hmm. very lucky. And I think sometimes knowing when to get out is...
2: A huge... Yeah. It's a huge thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm thankful oh. because, shoot, things could have been so different in so many aspects of life.
0: Mm-hmm. I, okay, so let me ask you this. If we think that, like, everybody has that ability, just not everybody listens to it. Uh Do you think that everybody gets into the same kind of situations that we do? Uh. Like, those weird things. Like, is that something we're pulled to because maybe we're a little more sensitive? Is it something that we're pulled to because we're a little more uh, adventurous? Or is it something that, like, maybe other people, like... I know my ex-husband and I were in situations that were weird that I would say to him after, like, wasn't that weird? And he would be like, what do you mean? Because he just didn't even notice some of the things. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Where, like, Tyler mm-hmm, and I will be out in mm-hmm. a store
0: together and we'll both notice a person acting strangely immediately at the same time and kind of look at each other like, what? But or, no like, Brittany and is, I and like, or Angela and I. And I'm like, okay. Yep. Is it just that other people aren't noticing? or Or they ignoring it (laughs) like is it just something we're like heightened to and do you think that if people like tried to pay attention to that stuff their intuition would kick in more like i think you have to i think you have to be open to like all of it for it to like really work i think you have to be open to the possibility that like there's not a good explanation for everything and also for even just for human behavior right but like paying attention is safer but it's also harder well, yeah, Because, yeah. Yeah. There, you know, there are times where, like, I could make a more impulsive decision. It might be more fun and it might work out fine. But, like, knowing that that might be dangerous or, yeah. like, that, that mm-hmm. I have a bad feeling that I, you know, maybe shouldn't ignore. There, maybe I miss out on stuff or maybe I'm more stressed than other people. I don't know. I do know that when I worked at Starbucks, there was a woman who used to come in all the time. And she used to tell us about this thing called the Porta. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. And we never figured out what it was. But she like so Did she we use like, the porta to get there? Like what You we were like, did we mean like does she mean like a portal? Like what? And then one day she just put a ring on the counter, like an earring, like a round hoop, like a metal hoop and left. Uh, it You didn't touch it? Oh no, I did. I kept it. <laughs> did you go in the porta?
2: Is 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 that your porta yeah. ring?
1: I mean, I, are you
0: not with us? The I mean, I think it would probably be fair to say that it was very shortly after that that all the weird stuff started happening in 2018. Is that <laughs> great, thanks. Thank
2: you. So. Is that the Harmione Granger time charm?
0: It's what, it, it's what it feels like. It feels like Angela and I talk about this a lot because we read a lot of Stephen King and we we both are of the opinion that like what we see is what we know to be true for the most part. And but then right. like perception plays a part of that. And also like you know, we've talked about conspiracies on the podcast, like that's also possible. Yeah. Like exactly. could could the government be hiding aliens? Sure, why not? Like I don't know. Sure. I don't know <laughs> the answer to that, but I accept the fact that like the universe itself is gigantic and we couldn't know. I couldn't exactly. personally know with the equipment and knowledge that I have the answer to that. So it's fine to me to go maybe Maybe. Um, so we kind of, like, we stretch that out. We go, okay, like, when you, like, something that Stephen King talks about a lot is, like, the thinning of a place. Mm-hmm. And he deals with, like, interdimensional idea, like, you could just cross over and not even know that you were in the same place in, like, another dimension. And there are scientists who also believe that, like, the multiverse theory and, like, you know, but there are times where, like, we'll look at each other and be like, it feels so thin. Like, we'll be in a place where yeah. everyone looks vaguely familiar, but we don't know them.
2: Speaking of situations uh, that no. are dangerous and I'm willing to put myself into, I, I I, have to go to work.
0: <laughs> of course you do. Well, I appreciate Black you hanging out with us for an hour. Please stay yes. safe. Yes. No more injuries.
2: I, I will, and we will figure out next week.
0: Yeah, just let me I know promise. what your schedule is and we'll figure it out. Good luck Okay, this wonderful.
2: <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> Bye.
1: I'm going to die. No,
2: no. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, because one one piece of good luck happened. So so 10 more oh, bad no, things are going to happen.
1: Done.
2: Yep. Well, brace yourself then. Yep. Yeah. This <laughs> You this is look my out. penance. Yeah, don't <laughs>
1: don't
0: look out. Just look for the porta. Yeah, there you go. All right,
2: I will look for the porta.
0: Good luck. I'll, I'll
2: report back. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay, bye, Delaney. Right. Bye, Delaney. Bye. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a good time. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like that a lot. Like, stuff just gets weird, and people just get weird. And maybe it's just perception, or maybe it's just, like... Exhaustion from having to like
1: experience like oh yes Siri. Siri
0: Siri was talking to me could you try again well what
1: <laughs> which part Siri which part I think I look for, for the sure, porta like I like like if I went through this experience and I'm willing to talk about it, and maybe one person doesn't have to experience it, then I'm like, it was worth it for me, you know? Because there are people right. who are stuck in those situations who may never speak about it, or who may never get some healing and hope. Or-,
0: or, like, even just learn that, like, that wasn't normal or okay. Or, like, if you're not okay with something that's happened in your life, the chances right. are probably that's okay to feel that way. Yeah. And I think that, like, that's kind of one of the motivators for recording the podcast in general for me is that I think that weird things happen to everyone. Yeah. And just, we don't share. And I think that we're missing out on a way to connect with other people. And I think that that stigma of like, Oh, well this is what normal looks like. And this is what everybody else's life looks like. So I have to pretend my life is like that too. makes people disconnected from their own lives.
1: When I found out that, like, other people had experienced similar stuff, I'm like, oh, God, it's not just me. And, like, that's kind of a freeing thing. And, like, it's sad that a lot of people have gone through similar experiences, whether it be with a church or, like, a job, whatever it is. But, like, to know you're not alone frees up being able to talk about it. And then your life is so much different because you're not – you don't feel like an elephant sitting on your chest all the time. And and it becomes something different to you. Like, it's no longer – this thing built with fear and like it's just a way to seclude yourself and it's not yep. worth it and
0: well and I think that that's sometimes the intention of the people who are like creating those environments yeah you know, they and that's part of the beauty of like you know for all of the evils of social media and the ways that like people can get really caught up in trying to have this perfect appearance online and right and then other people compare themselves to that. I think that one of the beauties is like you have these forums like Instagram and Twitter and Reddit and Facebook. And people have really started talking about like these hidden experiences. Yeah. So like the, in, when you're talking about it in a bad way you like or a bad event like then the people who have committed those crimes or like have done those things can't hide anymore right you know like if people keep talking about it then the the person involved or a person responsible starts to feel less confident that they're going to get away with taking advantage of someone's youth or trust or whatever yeah and then when it comes to like spiritual things it's a way to figure out that like i don't know most people's beliefs who believe in some sort of higher power are not that different and that it's easier to be cooperative and get along than to fight.
1: Right.
0: And then, you know, even like health wise or medically, there are a lot of cases of people who like recently, I feel like it was like six or eight months ago. I saw this. It's like a project that for people who have, really rare disorders or have like mystery illnesses yeah. that doctors that they've seen many, many doctors could not like diagnose. It's like a worldwide network Yeah, that they're starting to like get online and share their experiences and connect with other doctors, connect with other people who have similar symptoms to then see if like, Oh, well I got this diagnosis and it's a one in 1 million chance of getting it, but I have it. And there's six documented cases in the world. A doctor, you know, halfway across the world may have never even heard of it. And it's just crazy to me that like, all of those things come from talking. Yes. Just about your experience that you think is just like, oh, well, nobody cares. Nobody cares. I'm just one person. You know, and I think that that's why some of the stuff that's going on in the world right now is getting the traction that it couldn't get before. Because even though there have been such big movements in the past, like now it's completely accessible all over the world all the time.
1: I mean, even with, uh, infertility when I was diagnosed with infertility not being able to have kids on my own without medical help like nobody was talking about it that was mm-hmm. seven eight years ago and it was mm-hmm. like such a stigma but through you know social media and all this stuff like so many more women and couples and men even like have yep. found a safety net in each other because they're talking about it like miscarriages weren't talked about which is so sad it's such an isolating thing and now women and families are connecting in that loss together and comforting each other where before it was such taboo and it's like if we can come this far in eight five years however long like that's what we're supposed to be as humans is Mm -hmm. a comfort and a shoulder for people and it's helps them but it helps you too like there's healing in it for both people Yep. And that's what I think relationships should be. It should be a beautiful thing and like respecting each other for differences and still being able to connect because you're not so different than me. Even yep. though we may believe completely different things or whatever, like we're still at the end of the day like human and we all believe the same and
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's my soapbox. Well, I think it's a good one. All right, well, now I have to go see if I can start the lawnmower. Uh
1: oh. Well, good <laughs>
0: luck. You should probably Google it. I might yeah. do that first. Does Tyler know what you did? Yeah. Oh
1: okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well okay, if cool. I don't hear from you soon, I'll check it. <laughs> well, thanks. Okay, I love you. <laughs> I love
0: you. Bye. Bye.